You're now listening to the Tax Smart REI Podcast. Your source for all things real estate, accounting, and tax. Here we reveal our secrets that can save you thousands in taxes, streamline your accounting process, and help grow your business. Stay tuned to hear insightful interviews with industry experts, successful real estate investors, and current clients on what strategies they use to grow their business and how they steer clear of Uncle Sam. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the TaxSmart REI podcast. This week, we're going to be going through the different types of tax and accounting services that are available to real estate investors out there in the marketplace. The goal of this episode is really just to help everybody understand that it's just not a one-size-fits-all box. It's not just, oh, you know, someone's handling your taxes. There's a lot of different things that go into that. And that's really what we're going to do. We're going to break all that down so that when you're shopping around for CPA services, you have a clear understanding of you know, what's out there and what you may need. All right. So we're going to dive into all of that after a quick word from Landlord Studio. Having a good rental management software is essential for landlords who want to stay on top of their finances, save time, and reduce stress during tax time. Without one, you're reliant on outdated and error-prone processes like spreadsheets, paper receipts, and manual reconciliation. Who wants to do that? This can lead to compliance issues, overpaid taxes, expensive vacancy periods, or worse. Enter your income and expense tracking with Landlord Studio today. Import transactions to quickly reconcile expenses, automate rent collection and income tracking, digitize receipts on the go, and instantly generate financial reports, including Schedule E to make tax filing a breeze. Landlord Studio is much more than just a rental accounting solution, though. Take advantage of their range of property management tools from finding and screening tenants to managing leases and even tracking and managing property maintenance tasks. You can learn more about Landlord Studio and start your 14-day free trial at landlordstudio.com CPA. Use the coupon code REALESTATECPA at checkout for 25% off your plan. Again, that's landlordstudio.com CPA and use coupon code REALESTATECPA to get 25% off your plan and a 14-day free trial today. All right. And we're back. So, so there's a lot of different tax services out there. There's tax preparation, there's tax estimates, there's tax projections, there's tax planning, and there's bookkeeping and outsource controller and CFO services. It's not all just in one big box. So you know, I'm, I'm thinking the first place we start is where everybody probably has the most experience out there, is most familiar with, and that's tax preparation and filing. Yeah, so tax preparation and filing. I think a lot of people get confused because they think if I hire somebody for tax preparation services, then they're going to hold these calls with me. They're going to help me with the strategy and the planning, and they're going to help me with estimates and projections and all this stuff. And I think that some firms may, but you know, the more professional shops are going to have an engagement letter with you that clearly details what tax preparation services include. And what we've seen in the market is that most firms are not going to include all this strategy, all this, all these projections, and everything else. You're hiring the firm to do the compliance piece. It's just a compliance service. It's a, I did all these things last year and here's all that information. Now, please prepare a tax return to the best quality possible. That's what you're hiring them to do. And I think that's the kind of the crux of really this episode is just understanding what are you buying when you buy different services. So when you're buying tax preparation services, you just need to make sure that you read the engagement letter to understand exactly what you're getting with those tax preparation services. And if you need a call to review the return, or if you need a tax projection so that you can project your payment that's due April 15th, or if you need quarterly tax estimates, you want to make sure that it's either included in the engagement letter or 
that you ask the firm, how do you handle these types of situations? Because they might have other service offerings to handle those specific situations. So what you're saying is, Brennan, is that like tax estimates and tax projections aren't necessarily included in the tax return? Right. Tax preparation is, it, think of it as a report card. So you already did all the stuff, and now we're going to report that stuff to the IRS. That's what tax preparation services are. Now, you can get quarterly tax estimates from that. You can get annual tax projections from that. Uh, you can have calls to discuss strategy and, and even review the return. But you got to make sure that you're buying those services. Because even with some of our clients, like we've, we are a firm where you want tax preparation, we're going to send you an engagement letter just for tax preparation. You want an extra strategy call, we have separate services for that. You want a debrief call to go over your return, separate service. Now, we we include, I believe in 2020, next year, we're going to be including a video debrief with our tax preparation engagement letters. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that's what we're going to do because we want to at least walk people through so they can understand what to look at with the return. We want to include that as part of our tax preparation services. But a 30-minute, 60-minute, let's go through every single line item and ask a bunch of strategy questions, that's a separate service. You know, We give quarterly estimates as part of our preparation because the software just calculates that automatically. It's not necessarily going to be correct, but it prevents you from accruing penalties and interest if you follow the quarterly estimate schedule. Now, sometimes it ends up that you overpaid if you follow that quarterly estimate schedule. So you get a huge refund. Uh, so if you wanted a more customized projection, then that's a separate fee too. So you just have to understand what you're engaging in and how the firms operate. We like to go kind of engagement by engagement by engagement to really add a lot of clarity for our clients as to what they're getting. But even then, like we still run into it where somebody buys tax preparation, they go, what do you mean I can't have a 60 minute strategy call to discuss like how we can optimize my tax return? Well, Tax preparation, again, is compliance. It's the report card. It's you've already done the stuff. We're just reporting it. We're reporting it to the feds, to the states. Um, if you want to learn how to optimize, that's that separate service where we're pulling in the higher level, more experienced CPA to take a look at everything and really, really work with you on it. Got it. Got it. So tax preparation, that's like the filing, that's the report card. And could we just drill down into like what a tax estimate is exactly for everybody who, who may not be familiar with that term and what that maybe means? Yeah. And and also just before we do that, I, I want to clarify, this is not meant to be an ad for our services. Right. But, you know, my obviously the the deepest level of experience that we have is through providing our own services. So I, I just hope that by us talking about how we do it, it helps provide you with guidance and clarity on on questions you can be asking your accountants during the engagement letter process. So you just, you just got to make sure that you review that scope and understand what's included. Now, estimates. So if you don't pay taxes on a quarterly basis and you otherwise were accruing a tax liability, you will owe penalties and interest as a result of underpaying those taxes. That's true for the IRS and the states. Now, most people have W-2 jobs, so they're withholding taxes through that process. So most of the time you're fine. That's where you set up all the exemptions and you really try to like, you know, get as close to zero as possible. If I am gonna owe $10,000 in taxes for the year, then I want to withhold $10,000 from my W-2 salary. But if you have like a, a business or if you have income that's not subject to withholding, such as rental real estate, maybe you sold a house or a property, maybe you cashed out stock from your, your equity holdings. If you have large gains, 
they're not going to be subject to withholding. So if I if I cash out $100,000 of stock and $50,000 of that is capital gain, then I've just accrued tax on that $50,000. But if I don't withhold tax or pay tax to the IRS at that point, it's going to be included in my tax due on April 15th of the following year. And it, you know, maybe 20%. So maybe it's $10,000. But the problem is, is that if I cash that out now in November and I don't pay the $10,000 by January 15th, that's the Q4 estimated tax deadline. Then when I pay on April 15th, I'm going to have a little bit of interest, right? I'm going to have, I'm going to owe a little bit more than $10,000 because I should have made that payment on January 15th, 2023, but I did not. So, so quarterly, Quarterly estimated taxes is a way to help help taxpayers understand what should they be paying on a quarterly basis in addition to their withholdings from their W-2 job or any other withholdings in order to avoid any sort of penalties and interest on, on the taxes that are accruing throughout the year that they're not withholding on. That's what those quarterly estimated payments are. But what happens is, sometimes is this is all software calculated. So what'll happen is you'll have a year where you sell you sell that stock, like I just said, right? So it generates an extra $10,000 of tax liability. Well, the software, if you don't get customized quarterly estimates done for you, the software just looks at your current tax bill, applies a formula and spreads it out for next year. So that $10,000, even though it was a one-time event, is going to be included in your quarterly estimated tax calculations for the following year. And then the following year, if you don't have that one-time event again, then you end up with a big refund, right? Because you overpaid. You you paid too much in quarterly taxes on an ongoing basis. So if you have one-time events and you just take the quarterly estimated vouchers that are included in your tax return, then the following year, you will probably have overpaid unless you have other one-time events that weren't calculated by the software. So if you're anticipating one-time events, that's when you go to your CPA and you say, hey, can we run a tax projection to estimate what I should be paying in quarterly taxes? Or if you have this one-time event and then you get these quarterly vouchers, it's a quick question to your CPA of, hey, I had this one-time event. I don't anticipate doing this again. Should I follow the quarterly voucher schedule? And they will say, it's up to you. If you would like us to calculate a customized quarterly voucher schedule, please let us know and we will do that at X rate, right? So they're, they're not going to do it for free. At least the good shops are not going to do it for free because their staff time is valuable. All the costs uh, across the CPA labor market have gone up by 10, 20%. So we've got we've to make sure our employees get paid in order to continue providing great service to customers. So don't expect it to be free. But if you want that clarity, that's what will come of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that was a great breakdown. So kind of like, you know, when we look at projections, right, you know, we, we just went through quarterly estimates. What exactly is a tax projection? So a good way to describe this is I run a tax projection for myself in December of every year. And what I do, and the reason I do it in December is because I know my income at that point from the firm. I know my income from my rentals. Like, you know, if you run, if you run a projection on December 15th, you can reasonably project what your net income is going to be by December 31st, right? So that's what I do. And what I'm doing is I'm just trying to, I'm trying to get way ahead of the surprise tax bills. So a projection is kind of like a pro forma. That, that's when I say projection, that's the terminology that I'm using, a pro forma. So I'm basically preparing a faux tax return 
to understand what the amount owed is going to be on April 15th when I file my tax returns. And then I'll make that payment if I owe anything on January 15th of 2023 so that penalties and interest stop accruing. So I just I run this projection at the end of the year. I put all my income information in, all my rental income information in, uh, and then I am able to see with clarity what I'm going to owe on April 15th. And I typically get within 98% accuracy. I mean, there's always like a little bit of a variance. You know, there's like that missing K1 or something. And um, so there's always something uh, that, that prevents you from getting 100%. But I think this year, what what did I tell you I got this year? I, I ended up owing $36 30, between yeah, Fed and State. Bucks, I think it was. Yeah, 32 bucks. Now, now I ended up getting like, like I don't know, it was like an eleven hundred refund, eleven hundred dollar refund from North Carolina, and then I owed uh, the IRS a little bit, and then I got some refunds from other states. So it wasn't like perfect, yeah. but it all netted out to be about thirty two bucks, which is kind of cool. But that's what a projection does for you; it just gives you clarity. And you know, it just it pains me when we get clients in that you know, they wait until the last minute to upload their documentation. You know, we we give document upload deadlines if you want to file by four fifteen and ten fifteen. They wait till the last minute to upload documentation. And because they wait till the last minute, they get put in the back of the line. We work in first in, first out basis. Most firms do. You know, you give priority to the customers that are ready to go, they're fully ready to go. So we do those returns first. So that means that the people that wait till the last minute, we do them last. And we, every year, are delivering tax returns right up on the deadline when somebody owes $100,000 and they get all upset about it. It's like, man, we offered to help you with the projection. You, you said, no, that's a real shame. Now this is a surprise. And now we have to go into a payment plan because you can't afford it. You can't liquidate your, your equity from your holdings. So the projection, you know, it might cost you 500 bucks. If you have a larger tax return, it might, might cost you a thousand, might cost you 2000, but the clarity and not having like six months of penalties and interest Right. It's probably you actually, dude, that's actually probably worth I just now thought about that. But even, even if you paid $2,000, because all these clients get penalties and interest, yeah. especially if you extend, right? You're yeah. getting penalties and interest. So if, if you're going to extend, and in the past you've had trouble with getting clarity on what you owe, pay your CPA $2,000 to do a projection. And you won't have the penalties and interest, or you'll have significantly less penalties and interest than you would have in the past. I think it's a very worthwhile service to engage in because it helps reduce one anxiety because nobody likes surprises. Nobody likes waiting until the last minute to figure out, gosh, I owe six figures. That's a real bummer. Mm -hmm. But two helps you reduce those penalties and interest. So, and you can get those. I mean, look like CPA firms are typically, I don't want to say sitting around waiting for you to call them in the off season, but it's not as heavy of a lift in November, December, and January, midway through January, at least as it is during the middle of busy season. So now's the time to be reaching out to your accountants and asking, hey, can I get a projection done so that I know what I'm going to owe on 415 next year, even if I'm extending? And if we have your prior data, your prior tax return data, it's a really easy roll forward into our projection software. And then it's a meeting with you to make sure that all those numbers make sense. And you say, yeah, this makes sense. And we go for it. And even if it's wrong, it's still probably more accurate than it would have been otherwise. Right, right. So this is a good breakdown. You know, so all these services are separate. They're not always necessarily included in the tax return. So if there's something you need, you might want to make sure you have that conversation with your accounting firm to see and make sure that it's included in whatever packages of services you're, you're purchasing, right? Just want to add on there, make sure that you read those engagement letters. Because where we've had issues with clients in the past is we don't include these services in our tax preparation service and clients get upset because they thought that it was included, but it's not in our engagement letter. We're very clear about it. Now, 
our belief is that the legitimate firms, the most legitimate firms, the ones that are going to have the most time to spend on your returns to make sure it's high quality, to educate you, to work with you strategically, those are the firms that are going to separate everything out. And even if they send you an engagement letter that's like $10,000 for all the stuff, they're still listing out all the services that they're including in the scope, right? So it doesn't have to be separate engagement letters. But the point is, is that you're not getting a projection for free. That's the point. And you're not getting these 30, 60 minute debrief calls for free. And you might go, you might be listening to this, go, well, that's BS. Like my CPA should do that automatically. No, because we have engagement economics on the compliance piece and good CPAs are expensive for <laughs> to, to hire and to continue to pay. And you want to make sure that you hire the best people for the compliance piece and you want to make sure that they get paid. Otherwise, if we're giving it to you for free, what else are we doing? We're giving, we're giving everybody else, we're giving the same service to everybody else for free too. What that does is it suppresses margins and it prevents us from being able to hire really great people to come in and service the work. So just think about that. It's just like anything else. You get what you pay for. And if you're expecting it to be free and it is free, then it's free for everybody else too. And most likely you don't have that, that team is not going to have a lot of time, especially during busy season to make sure that your return is super high quality because they're spending free time doing all this other stuff. So instead, if you pay for it, the team can start hiring people to do those things and not detract from ensuring high quality on the compliance. So make sure that you, um, you support your CPAs out there. And that goes for any service provider, especially in, in real estate. You know, it's the same thing with repairmen. You don't, you don't send your repair guy out and hope that he does some work for free. It just doesn't make sense. Right, right. No, it makes, makes total sense. So moving into tax planning, I think it's another area of confusion for, for, for some, for some people out there. Um, so tax planning, again, is not tax preparation. It's not one in the same. In fact, you know, many CPAs out there, uh, many accounting firms don't even provide tax planning. They simply uh, handle the compliance piece and we see it all yeah. the time. So, you know, tax planning at the end of the day, right? It's looking at your current situation, where you're looking to go. So in other words, your goals for your business, for your, your portfolio and saying, well, what strategies, what things can be put into place today so that when you get to your tax filing, when it's time to prepare that tax return, that you're in the best tax position possible? So what strategies can you can you implement, again, today, not tomorrow, but today, <laughs> you know, so that you can reduce your taxes, right? So there's, there's a difference there. So yeah, that's our definition of tax planning. And what I want to clarify is that firms have different definitions of tax planning. Uh, this was evident to me this past week. I went to a CPA firm conference and I met CEOs and managing partners of 50 million, 80 million, 100 million, 200 million dollar firms, right? They're like 10 times the size of ours, 20 times the size of ours. But what's interesting is their version of tax planning. And, and I've seen this in, in our size firm space as well, you know, the one to 10 million dollar firms. Their version of tax planning is the projections that I talked about. Right. So it's, yeah. it's, yeah, here we will project your tax liability. We'll plan for your tax liability. And that is certainly a component, sometimes valuable component to different people, but it's certainly a component of tax planning. I just found it interesting that that's what they define tax planning as. Now we define tax planning as tax strategy. So we believe that educating our clients on what is available to them strategically is planning. 
Now, whether our clients go and actually execute on that is up to them, but we believe that we should empower our clients and then hold them accountable through a few calls throughout the year to make sure that they're on track to implementing the strategies that we've we've educated them on. And of course, you know, we show, hey, if you were to do this, here's what you can expect from your tax liability or here, here's the change in tax liability that you can expect. But I just thought it was interesting that, you know, these shops yeah. believe that, I mean, they, they you know, they're talking to me and they were like, whoa, that's, that's like way out there. And, <laughs> but that's, that's like, amusing. Right. <laughs> I mean, look, at the end of the day, the tax projection piece, like Brandon was talking about, is important. And some people could be very impactful to make sure you don't know those tax liabilities. But it's really, you know, and I've, I've personally spoken to, and I know Brandon has as well, hundreds of investors. And one of their biggest complaints is that their CPAs never tell them anything on how to actually reduce their taxes. They just file the returns. Maybe they do the estimates. Maybe they do the projections. But it's like, okay, what can I actually do to reduce taxes? And and yeah. it's just something that it's like I said before, it's amusing that like, how can you not see the value in that? Like there's value in saying, hey, Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. Smith, if you go and do X, Y, Z today or, to, you know, whatever, before the end of this year, you know, you'll be able to reduce your tax liability by, you know, an estimated X dollars, whatever the case is. Like, I, I can't, I'm a loss for words. I can't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we so so we we have tried for many years to optimize the relationship between strategy and compliance services. Um, and we believe that we actually have a winning blueprint now. So we we require that our new clients go through strategy or accounting services. So it's got to be something beyond simply compliance, because we, we believe that if we're just offering clients compliance services, um, they're not really optimizing their tax position or just their financial position in general. And then once you go through it, once you, especially the strategy piece, I think our, our advisors get like a 9.7 out of 10 on NPS. That's their average NPS right now. It's amazing. But anyway, um, once you go through the strategy piece, you kind of know what you can focus on. And then as your situation changes, you kind of just get ongoing strategy um, as needed, or you can you know sign up for an actual plan. But we believe that that's the best way to facilitate that relationship because the strategy is what everybody wants. It's what people really want. I mean, you, everybody has to file a tax return, right? right? You need tax preparation services, but everybody wants to know how to reduce their tax liability. And so we just built teams that specifically deploy that type of thinking. So, and, and sometimes it's separate from the compliance piece, but we see a lot of firms just combine them, which is fine. And there's a lot of great CPAs out there. This is definitely not a knock on CPAs at all. Um, it just means that you, as the listener, have to know what questions to ask, and you have to be the one that's going to be proactive in the relationship. And again, it goes all the way back to the beginning of this conversation. What's actually in that engagement letter? Because most tax preparers are just going to be focused on getting the compliance work done. That's how they make their money. It's a big push, 4-15, 10-15, the due dates, right? But if you're looking for advice, it either needs to be in the engagement letter or you need to ask, how do I get advice from you on an ongoing basis? And you know, maybe there's maybe there's a Calendly link that you can sign up for. Or maybe the, maybe you just send them an email or something. But you have to realize that if if the engagement letter just says tax compliance, that's what you're getting. You're not buying the proactive services. So you have to buy the proactive services or know how to buy the proactive services if that's really what you're looking for. And in our experience, most people are looking for that, but they don't realize that's what they have to buy. 
they think that just buying tax preparation services buys the proactivity, and that is absolutely not true. If you buy the tax preparation services, you're only buying tax preparation services. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So all these things are different and they all have their different uh, use cases, and they all may or may not be critical to your situation, but it's important that you just know and understand what you're getting yourself into. I think we have one last segment of this episode just to kind of cover real quick, and that's uh, bookkeeping, right? So uh, another thing that I that I found a lot of confusion in out there in the marketplace, um, that bookkeeping is not the same as tax preparation, meaning they're not one in the same, which is surprising to a lot of people. So would we be able to quickly kind of break down what bookkeeping is and kind of where the line gets drawn between bookkeeping and say tax preparation? Tax preparation, again, is thanks for all your information. Now we're going to build your report card, right? So, so tax preparation is not bookkeeping at all. With tax preparation, you're handing everything that's completed to a tax professional and that tax professional is going to know all the IRS rules or as many as they can, all the state rules and ensure compliance with those rules, right? Um, many people think that, well, I've got like my list of credit card f- expenses. Uh, I've got I've got a spreadsheet list of all my income and expenses. So I'm just going to hand that to my tax professional and they're going to the do PM it. the PM statements. Or the PM statements. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I've got a PDF printout of my PM, my property management statements. So I'm just going to hand that to the tax professionals. But you got to remember the tax professionals are tax professionals. They are not necessarily accounting professionals. And you also have to remember that when people have to clean up your books from prior years, they're taking time away from doing the actual tax work. And if we're talking about busy season, that means that you're going to get worse service. And it also probably means you're going to get worse quality because they're doing that for everybody. Now, if you're paying for it, like, so what we do is we say, hey, your books are not clean. We are going to charge you an exorbitant fee to clean it up. And we we have a little team that's going to go in there and do that. Because again, we don't want to pull the tax professionals who know tax compliance. We don't want to pull them off of tax compliance. It doesn't make sense for our clients. If you know, It doesn't make sense to pull somebody that knows North Carolina bonus depreciation add back rules really well, pull them off and have them do bookkeeping for somebody. It makes zero sense. Um, so, so we charge and we have a little team that does it, but it's definitely separate. And bookkeeping is your, your ongoing responsibility. I mean, w- whether or not you do it on an ongoing basis or at the end of the year is up to you. Uh, I prefer to do it on an ongoing basis because I prefer to know how my properties are performing. I know a lot of landlords simply look at their bank accounts and they just, you know, if the bank accounts went up, they know they're making money. If the bank accounts went down, they might start asking questions. I used to not do my bookkeeping on an ongoing basis. I used to just do it on an annual basis. I think I've even said that on a podcast before. And it used to work totally fine. But as my portfolio got larger, I've started to realize the value of having that accounting done on an ongoing basis. Because every time that I would do it at the end of the year, I'd always find some weird things, you know, and just be like, well, I should have asked about this property management expense this one thing my property manager spent money on six months ago. And now here we are at the end of the year and it's it's write it off. Who cares? Just move on because it's too late to go back and ask questions. So what I learned is that if you do the bookkeeping on an ongoing basis, not only do you get to optimize your portfolio on an ongoing basis, you know exactly where you stand and you know what questions to ask your managers and you can make moves and make decisions on an ongoing basis. If you wait until the end of the year, that's fine. You're probably costing yourself some money, but if you're expecting your your tax team to do it, just if they do it for free, I would have questions. But if you expect them to do it, tell them that they need to do it. You know, wait in advance. So get get with them in January. Don't wait until March. 
get with them in January and uh, and expect to be charged for it and typically a premium over what maybe that monthly accounting would have looked like. Now, we no longer offer basic bookkeeping, you know, transactional services. The reason that we no longer offer that is we struggled to figure out how we could offer $300 to $500 a month services to landlords in a way that was profitable for us and also high quality for the clients. We want to be strategic advisors for our clients and we couldn't figure out a way to build in the strategic advisory piece with those low rates. Now we do still do bookkeeping. We just rolled into higher level accounting services. So, you know, again, it's just another thing to touch base with your accounting firm on to make sure that you're all on the same page and you know exactly what you're getting and what the costs are going to be. Um, because if you were to work with a firm like ours, when we say we're doing tax preparation, that's it. That's, it's just tax preparation. We're not including a strategy call at the end. We're not doing your bookkeeping for you. It's just tax preparation. If you want all those things, we can do it for you. It's just a separate conversation. Gotcha, gotcha. So kind of like the bottom line here is bookkeeping is, is you know, the taxpayer's ongoing responsibility or the business owner's ongoing responsibility. It can be outsourced if to, to somebody else, but uh, it is not included in the tax preparation. In tax preparation, it's taking information, the tax professionals taking information you provided them, is the taxpayer provided them, and uh, filing the tax return, preparing and filing the tax return, not including bookkeeping. And one last thing, also bookkeeping, just if you hire an outsourced bookkeeper, just keep in mind that you may not necessarily be hiring an outsourced controller or CFO along with it. So in other words, they might hand you your financials and that's all you're getting is your financials. They might not be helping you walk through what do those financials mean and what can you do to with that information to improve your business or grow your business. So totally different services. There's a lot of stuff out there. So I hope this episode was uh, you know, helpful to you. Hopefully this helps under, you better understand what these different services are and what's available in the marketplace. And you can get the, the right suite of services for your business or your rental portfolio. Having said that, if you're not already in the Tax Smart Investors Facebook group, go ahead and join that. Uh, tons of conversations taking place already. I think we're almost at 14,000 members. Uh, great, just great stuff going on in there. It's uh, facebook.com slash group slash Tax Smart Investors. And last but not least, if you're not already on our YouTube channel, we're going to be turning up the jets on our YouTube channel in 2023. Uh, we already have some videos going out there at the end of this year. So go ahead and uh, check that out too. Just search for Tax Smart Investors on YouTube and you'll be able to find us. And that's it for today. And we'll catch you on the next week's episode of Tax Smart REI. Thanks for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed the show, please find us on iTunes and leave us a review. You can also email us at contact at therealestatecpa.com with any feedback or topic suggestions. We are always taking on new clients and with the new tax laws in play, you really don't want to navigate this alone. Let us help you save money on taxes and with your accounting and CFO needs. To become a client, navigate to our client page at therealestatecpa.com and fill out a web form with as much detail about your situation as possible. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great rest of your week.